Hey everybody, it's your boy Eduardo Jackson, CEO and founder, creator of the Cinema Draft Game, back once again with fan favorite, or at least the Draft Mom's favorite, Jay Devlin. Say hi to the people, Jay. Ed, thanks for having me. I'm sitting here in LA traffic, and uh, the only thing that's keeping me from uh, some severe road rage is doing this podcast with you. So thanks for the therapy. <laughs> Outstanding. And where are you on your way to, Jay? Uh, on my way into the studio to tape another episode of Mostly Sports tonight, where we have Jen Sturger, Cody Decker, and your personal favorite, Jeff and Marfuji, coming in. Studio is our guest. So we, yes. will be, we will be holding it down live from 7 to 9 tonight. Uh, catch it on iTunes, iHeartRadio, wherever you want to look for it. Excellent. Excellent. We got to the plugs early this week to keep your attention, and now we are going to the box office recap. And and just to preface it, we had some prop bets going, so we'll reference those in a minute. Um, Doctor Strange had had a fairly decent uh, second weekend with forty two point nine million, but not enough to put that much distance between it and Trolls. Trolls had a huge hold, only dropped dropped less than twenty five percent for thirty four million, and then my pick. If you can't see me now, podcast people, or even Jay, but my arms were thrown up triumphantly. Arrival, we almost got there to $25 million, but still it, it overperformed. I told y'all, I told y'all, I told y'all that movie is the truth. It is, as we say on this podcast, very lit. And so even though I lost the $10 bet to Jay for it being over $25 million, we do make a push because it trounced almost Christmas. It did. That, that's how you got even with me on the almost Christmas bet. You were uh, you were right. That movie, we, like word of mouth. We've been talking about this for like over a month and a half now. When a, when a movie has great word of mouth, it always ends up doing 20, 30 percent better than it's projected to do. And Arrival did that, but it didn't get to 25 million. Barely. Yeah. So it's, it's a push. It's a big, fat, hairy push. I will tell you this, though. So big secret behind almost Christmas. I went to go see it last night and it is, as they would say on another pod, hashtag not good. <laughs> it is wow. not good at all. And I, I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to go into a review of it. I didn't write a review. It's not on our on our company blog at mediums or medium.com slash at cinema draft. It's not there. Don't look for it because I didn't have the heart to. I hated this movie. It was very, yeah, I'm not going to give a review, but it's not good. And that's probably what kept it well within its, you know, original or even slightly below its original projections. Hacksaw Ridge did its thing, uh, 10.6 million. The Accountant, you know, 4.4. Shut in, shut in. And so this is, so this is a perfect example of when you release too wide. Now, Shut In is what is like a horror thriller type genre uh, movie. Originally, it was projected to come out on only 1,800 screens. It got a late day Thursday night bump up to 20. 2058 when we locked for a theater count lock at 6 p.m. Pacific and it kind of hurt itself or shot itself in, the own, in its own foot at least uh, on our on our game because instead of being limited if it was limited under 2,000 screens 3.6 million would have looked pretty legit probably about 18 points with at this point 3.6 million you're only getting 10 or you're actually only getting 10 you're getting 3.6 it's not the business right here uh, so what, what do you think about shut it do you think they 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 you know, had any kind of a shot to affect any call sheets this week? No, that's not going to get it done, man. You can't, you can't get 3.6, especially when you can go down to the platform release and you can get Moonlight. You can get even Miss per Peregrine's Peregrine's. I still can't yeah. pronounce that thing. That Ms. thing Peregrine's, still yeah. did like that did 1.3 million yeah, in, the, in the platform release. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much. Hello, are you there? 
Oh, you, you mute, you mute, you mute yourself, um, Jay. There you go. <laughs> uh, no, I was getting, I was actually getting a call from Mike Scavati, co-host of the show, for our pre-game talk. But I'm talking, Mike, to join us. We, we want to see you this week. We'll get him in that. But yeah, Miss Peregrine's like that's where we've been talking about the last few weeks. Like when these movies pop down the platform, these like big wide release movies, they become relevant again, and you got to jump on them because that's what 1.3 million. You're getting 13 points. Yeah. Yeah, you know, at, at, at platform release, if it goes down that far, sure. And and perfect example is Moonlight. So you mentioned Moonlight. It came in 13th this week with 1.3 million, 1.265, and it's only on 176 screens. It just keeps chugging along. Seven thousand one hundred eighty-nine dollars per screen average. So it is doing its thing, and it most likely will be a deciding factor on this week's call sheets. So let's take a look at some of the call sheets from last weekend. <clears throat> As uh, those of you who are who get the newsletter, uh, we do apologize. We had a huge, big, fat, hairy glitch that uh, essentially wiped out two of our tournaments, including our most favorite, our most popular feature presentation. That is our bad. I am, I am definitely you know sad and dismayed that we weren't able to, to break down those results. Hebrew Hammer, I'm sure you had a pretty good result. Uh, there's some pretty interesting call sheets, but we're gonna still pick it up and take a look at some of the remaining call sheets and some of the other smaller tournaments. Uh, we're going to start with the best boy, which I do believe went to da -da -da. Da -da -da. gamble 24 seven gamble 24 X seven. Our boy, Jason Stern out of Las Vegas. I do believe he shocking, shocking that he lives in Las Vegas with that free uh, name. <laughs> the name like that. Exactly. I'm, I'm not fucking Sherlock Holmes, but I figured that one out. <laughs> Blew the rest of the field away. Uh, he did. He did uh, separate himself from the rest of the pack by a good 20, 30 points and mostly by right. He totally faded Dr. Strange. Break down his call sheet for us, Jay. Uh, well, I can't see it because I'm in the car oh, right now. Oh, that's right. That would be irresponsible. Okay, so basically. Well, I'm, still, I'm still looking at NBA stat lines while we're doing this as I'm driving. <laughs> but I'm going currently going literally three miles per hour. So. Uh, uh, wow. <laughs> well, so basically he had one, two. He had, he had a headliner stack of Moonlight. He had a headliner stack of loving, three Lovings, actually. Headliner stack of Trolls, one Almost Christmas, and then a Girl on the Train for his obligatory limited release pick. And it's just, I mean, it's just a solid, it's 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 what I would call solid medium value. He, I mean, people try to swing big a lot of times in this game, where they go for the big shiny objects, the new release, the, the one that's on 4,000 screens with, you know, all the stars and everything, and, and it's going to make a lot of money. But there's a lot of value and a lot of strategy that you can employ by just swinging for the middle. How many uh, how many lineups in that particular contest had Moonlight uh, like stacked or three or four of them? Oh, you good find question. Another, find another call sheet and see how that compared and see where the Well, probably take. mine because I came in second. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, losing by about 25 points. And I actually had – oh, I didn't have a Moonlight stack. I had – I had one Doctor Strange, and then everything else, you know, I had a Loving stack. I thought Loving would do better than it did. I mean, not too bad. For a headliner, Loving got you 7.44 points. But, oh, I bet I bet big on Arrival. That's what it, I, I had. My, I had a headliner stack in Arrival. That gave me 33.59 points each. Thank you, Amy Adams. Thank you, Jeremy Renner. That was nice. That was nice. Yeah, find a uh, – I'm curious if you had four – because you could afford four or five Moonlights pretty easily if you didn't go Doctor Strange. Yeah, if you did a total fate of I mean, that, well, 
number three is BTTF. He always has some really interesting constructions. I do think we thought that he's, his was going to be the one we were most interested in. Uh, or had, at least in the he had a loving stack, though, if I remember. Yeah, no, he yeah, he had actually, yeah, he went all in on loving. He had a five pack of loving. And if it just had done better than it had, I mean, he would have run away with everything. I think, I believe he employed the same strategy as last time where he took the same call sheet and applied it to all his, his contests. And I do think he entered all five contests this week. So, so I do believe we're looking at the same type of, of a call sheet. And he came in third only because loving, I mean, it did fine, but considering it was expanding, considering it had all this heat on it, it, didn't quite get the results that he probably, you know, bet it would. But it's a still really handsome-looking call sheet. He's got a Moonlight in there. He's got a Trolls headliner, a Moonlight headliner, um, an Almost Christmas headliner, Doctor Strange, and, you know, a little Ouija for, for a good measure. A little bit of Ouija. A little bit of Ouija, 185.97. So those are the top three in the best boy. I do want to cover a call sheet that's near and dear to my heart because it won – Let's check out. Let's check out my one. I believe from the fifteen dollar gaffer. I do believe that with that one, of which of course I cannot. Oh no, this is what I came in. Damn, this is what I came in second. Let's take a look at this one. Clear. <laughs> I know, right? Get all get, get your mouth on water up for some hash. Uh, <laughs> James Lear, also another friend of the platform. He. He and, and, the, and the good folks over at Lineup Lab, shout, big shouts to you guys. He won this one with an almost Christmas stack, a troll stack, a Moonlighter headliner stack, all those three headliner stacks, and with Room for Arrival and Miss Peregrine, Storks, and a little bit of Handmade. He totally faded Doctor Strange. The move this week, or last weekend, apparently was to fade Doctor Strange. What do you think about that? Well, how much was how much for the Miss uh, Peregrine's actors? Uh, 6K for a headliner. Oh, wow. That's pretty I that's think pretty you could have, if you, if you had just gone, uh, I'm curious, I don't know if it would have worked, but off the top of my head, like a Doctor Strange, just one from the top of that, one headliner, sure. and then a combination of, uh, of Moonlight and Miss Peregrine's with mm, headliners that's... all around, and then just punt limit, you know, limited, seems like, uh, the way to go, because all those Moonlight and Peregrine's people got you, <clears throat> you know, if you're a headliner, what, like 16, 17? Well, actually, Peregrine's is only limited. So limited. So and and Miss Peregrine's on his call sheet was a punt because they only got him three point four eight points. At yeah, it, it's bar- yeah. it's barely still in limited. It's like nine hundred fifty five screens, eight hundred screens, something like that. So okay, but, I it's, it's about to dip though. It's about it's about to go down. It's been out for like seven weeks. It's got to go down at some point. Okay, <laughs> yeah, nine hundred fifty five screens. How many points did a Moonlight headliner get you? Oh, Moonlight headliner. Got you 19.05. Oh, that's that's stealing. That that's, is stealing. That, that, that was the way to go. Yeah, that's a pretty impressive call sheet, though. To completely fade a movie that was still projected to make over $40 million is pretty pretty sharp. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. It really is good stuff. And big shouts to, to James Lear, <clears throat> the the good folks over at Lineup Lab. They've been quietly crushing the game. I believe Okoye might be part of their group. So so good job, everyone, over there. And we are going to find – okay, it's the background talent. It's the smallest one, but I, I want it, and I want to talk about my call sheet. So my show, my rules, we're going to talk about my call sheet. Okay, so the background <laughs> talent – $10 background talent. We only had six entries this week. We had a bunch of difficulties last week. Thanks for hanging in there with us, everyone. And in this occasion, I did actually uh, beat James Lear by a few points, by about 20 points. And my construction was as thus. We had we went heavy on Moonlight, and I think that's what, what happened. I totally faded Doctor Strange, had headliner stack of Arrival. With, oh, my. And those 33.59 points each 
from Amy and, and Jeremy are just so juicy, just so juicy. Because for the pace of hmm. the price of for the price of one Doctor Strange, I got two arrivals with you know plenty of room to spare. So yeah, that that's that's uh, that was probably the favorite part of my call sheet. Plus the the headliner stack of Moonlight plus one, so three Moonlights. I had a headliner stack of Handmaiden, which is you know kind of punting, but it's it's basically it's a bit of a stars and scrubs. But in this case, the stars weren't all the way up at like twenty thousand over. It was more like the stars were sixteen thousand eight hundred and trolls. Uh, which I had a troll stack to headliner stack, and then also thirteen thousand two hundred <clears throat> in arrival. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's it, it's it's the creativity of these different call sheets when you're able to fade uh, what you know what we think might be pop, you know pop the convention. Because then you think about all those people who got stuck with the Doctor Strange who just didn't have the 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 budget or the room to to get extra points. Well, let me ask you a question. Uh, you're basically uh, Ford from Westworld. All right, you, you've created this. <laughs> You, uh, what door <laughs> exactly you've created this uh this entire universe uh you know like every inch of it you play multiple lineups and all the different tournaments every week you've set the prices if i was a brand new person to this game coming to play this week what are maybe the two the two pieces of advice that you would give me to, to best help me you know maximize my call sheet Great question. All right, two pieces of advice I would give to the new player. And we probably may have some new players listening today. Okay, so – oh, yeah, go ahead, Blaine, on the traffic. Uh, <laughs> so I would say – I would say, well, definitely try to get your headliners. The call sheet I'm looking at uh, that, that won the background talent uh, had nine headliners on it. So you always want to get the headliner bonus. The headliner bonus, as we do recall, is worth 40%. So if a movie makes $100 million and it's wide release and gets one point per million – then the headliner would get 140 points instead of 100 points. So you want to get you know, as many headliners as you can to an extent, but also look for uh, also and, and also be very aware of the platform release scoring because because when because when a movie like Moonlight only makes you know, only with quote marks makes 1.3 million, you know it it's not I mean it's it, it's done pretty well for itself when it's only on you know 100 or so screens, but and at platform release those 100 or so screens will get you one point per hundred thousand. So instead of 12, instead of, you know, 1.2 points, you're getting 12 points. So you want to keep in mind the, the different platform types, the, I'm sorry, different release types and what they can get you and be strategic with your budget. You, you want to, uh, we saw a lot of leftover money in on some of these budgets, like our boy G-Nice. <laughs> Thank you, G-Nice. Yeah, you left, you left a lot of money on the table. You want to, general rule of thumb, you want to leave about, you know, 1% or, or less um, of your of your call sheets budget out there, so <clears throat> or five percent, I think I think is the, is the general rule of thumb. So. What's been the most surprising part now that you're like we're two months into the game, being live, yes. and pe different people are playing, more people are coming. What's been the most surprising thing to you as the person that created the game? Thinking obviously you had a vision for how you <laughs> thought it would go, and rarely do things ever go the way we think they're going to go. <laughs> What's been the most surprising thing to you in the last you know today, looking back over the last two months? Well, well, since I'm on the hot seat, um, I, I I would think the, the most surprising thing has been the depth of strategy and how quickly you know uh, you, your early adopters have have caught on. I mean, this is I mean it, every day I work on this game and on this company, it you know truly is a joy to an extent because I've been working on on this from when it was just a baby spreadsheet just passed around among my friends, and and there was a learning curve, and and one guy repeatedly beat us up. I'm talking about you, Jaybird. Thanks for giving us the week off this week. 
And it's just really good to see people from all different walks of life, uh, people like yourself, take the game very seriously, come up with very elaborate strategies, study the box office, and even more importantly, going to support their movies, you know, or fading movies. Like, oh, I'm going to see the accountant on Monday because I don't want to. <laughs> to I don't want to affect. If I'm not, if I don't pay for a movie on my call sheet. If it's not on my call sheet, I'm not going to see it. I mean, that's just the way it's working. There you go. So just seeing that kind of engagement, you know, my we, shit we, is we, my shit is method, brother. I'm like Daniel, I'm like Daniel Day Lewis. I am every method. vote counts. That's right. Every vote counts exactly. So so that that I think to me just the the depth of strategy is how really skilled and and you can see the the machinations when you look at some of these call sheets. You can see the gears turning, and it's just really it's it's really a sight to behold. It really is. Well, um, that's, that's why I asked you those questions. I mean, it's always good to no. do a little, a little state, oh, of the, a state of the union. You know, where are we today? I mean, you're, we're two months into this thing, you know, that you created, which is awesome. So it, it, since I'm very curious to hear what you had to say about it, and I appreciate you answering those questions. No, and I mean, I, I, I love that you asked them. I, that, that's really – I never really you know, thought of them in those type of ways, but I was, I'm really excited about, <clears throat> about this game and where it's going and the community we're developing around it. Um, make sure <clears> – <throat> Everyone also to check out our group chat. Uh, you can find it on our. We can find links to it and, and things like that on our Facebook page. Uh, right now, let's take a look at what's at moving forward. We are looking at the at the talent pool in its rawest form back in our spreadsheets, uh, and we've got some new talent this week. We've got some new movies. We've got six new movies to our game. Uh, Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk, which actually was released last week, but only on two screens, so we kind of faded it. But we've got Billy Lynn. We've got uh, Nocturnal Animals, projected to be on 36 screens, Tom Ford, Thriller, uh, L, a foreign film, The Edge of 17, which looks like another, yet another film <clears throat> coming for the teenage crown of John Hughes, so this time starring Haley Steinfeld, Bleed for This with Miles Teller as a boxer who turned paraplegic, turned boxer again, and then Vinny of course, Pazienza. Uh, have you, is, is he, is he a Philly guy? Have you, have you heard of his story? <clears throat> I mean, I've, I mean, we're the same age. I remember watching the Pasmanian Devil box on Wide, Wide World Sports growing up. I mean, I, <laughs> I, vividly, I vividly remember him oh, wow. boxing in the 80s. So I, I am fa I don't, I'm not a big Miles Teller fan, but I'm definitely intrigued by the movie. And 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 that's and it's it is based on off a true story. It looks you know interesting as hell. I, I'm personally that might be the movie I pay to see this weekend. But I mean it's it's I'm very interested to see how it does. I kind of have low hopes for it because a lot of people aren't Miles Teller fans, which is really interesting because I think as an actor he's wildly entertaining and interesting. As a person, he comes off as a bit of a dick. So but that's huh. and, and a lot of times you know fans can't you know square that circle uh, but I, I'm really interested for this movie and see what you know how it's going to perform and we priced it somewhat appropriately so taking a look at some of these <clears throat> some some of these prices we pretty much have you know Fantastic Beast projected around the interwebs to you know debut somewhere north of 85 million I mean we have to respect it. it's the Harry Potter franchise to an extent it's it's like a prequel to the whole Harry Potter universe and and to be honest with you I mean I actually might go see it I might do my Thursday night run to the seat with the moving with the, with the you know, the theater with the moving seats uh, D box whatever and just check it out because I mean it, it's it's almost like starting over like after the third Harry Potter film I kind of lost interest I was I was good but this is kind of like starting over in, you know I'm a fan for historical fiction ish mm -hmm. and you know it's got Colin Farrell how how much are the headliners for that movie so Colin Farrell's thirty nine thousand and Eddie Redmayne is thirty eight nine hundred <laughs> all right so there's sixty so seventy seven thou 
There's no way. You can't have liner stack it. You can't. It's impossible. You can't have liner. I was going to say, the, like, that would be the guaranteed. You'd have to do that. And for you those got... following at home, you have a 100K budget. So, yes, 77,000 takes up, you know, for two spots, it's impossible. You have eight spots to fill. <laughs> you can't even get two of those guys in there then, can you? Nah, nah. <laughs> so you can I had a hard have... time doing a dummy lineup and filling one, to be honest with you. It'll be very interesting to see how many people try to fade Fantastic Beats and oh, wow. Beasts entirely and do some some trolls or, or some arrival or some weird combination of, of the two. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. If, since you can't get two in, that definitely makes it more uh, more creative this week. Because I was going to say, much like Doctor Strange a couple weeks ago when we were doing the preview, we even said it. We go, you're probably going to need a headliner stack of this or you have no chance of winning. And that's exactly what happened. Mm. And the only the big difference this week is Doctor Strange had trolls, which was still doing $45 million. Man, I don't trolls think anything else. No, nothing else is doing $45 million this week. It's going to be and- beasts and a bunch of other crap. <laughs> doing about 20, doing about twenty million, so that know, good is... luck not having beasts in there. Yeah, no, 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 no. You're, you're gonna have to have beasts. That that's pretty much uh, assured. And I mean, it'll be interesting to see if people. I mean, you you, you want to have beasts. You want to have it as a headliner. Um, I might try to mix in maybe. Uh, I really I really want to see bleed for this. I just don't know how it's gonna do. I like bleed for this. Uh, bleed for this is it, it's priced at eleven five and ten point nine for the headliners, and the rest are in the are in the ten thousands. So it's fairly affordable, wide release. Looks like at just two thousand screens. I actually don't think it's going to do that well, to be honest. With you. Um, How much is Moonlight? How much, did you bring the Moonlight people down, or are they the same price? No, I, I bumped the Moonlight people up because I'm oh, guesstimating. Nice. I'm I'm guesstimating that they might expand to four hundred screens. Maybe they've been oh. they've been platforming be this up. Really, really, you know, smartly. Like it was on four screens and twenty-five, then fifty-eight. You know, and it's been like stepping up slowly and slowly. So I think this might be the the first kind of mini major expansion. A movie like this may never reach two thousand screens. It may get to like you know somewhere in the limited release uh, category with you know eleven hundred screens tops. So I, I feel I feel like the, the the time is right for it to expand. It needs to it needs to start hitting you know a little bit more middle America and, and and go outside its urban centers. It needs to hit about three two three hundred screens per se. So we'll see what it goes out to. It's currently at 176 screens. But if we but projected at 400 screens, Moonlight is uh, starts at the bottom at 8,000 and works its way up to its headliners at 8,600 and 8,400 for Mah- Mahashala Ali, aka Cottonmouth from Luke Cage on Netflix, mm-hmm. and Naomi Harris, the lovely Miss Moneypenny, with 8,400. What else is interesting this week? Oh, you know what? Actually, will catch this is this is. I'm gonna say I was gonna say this for the shot list, which is a podcast from taping tonight, uh, or a segment of the podcast from taping tonight. But I'm really interested to see how Billy Lynn's long halftime walk does. It's gonna be really. It's gonna be up to 1,100 screens this week. That's a limited release. It's probably gonna get a few million because there's a lot been made of it as it being an Ang Lee film, being filmed at this weird, crazy frames per rate second that makes it seem hyper-realistic or whatever. It's going to be on IMAX. IMAX always gooses the returns. And so, so what do you think Billy Lynn's long halftime walk is going to do? So that's only a platform release, huh? No, that's a limited release. So A limited screen. release? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I love it. I mean, I saw I, – maybe I read it wrong, but I could have sworn I saw something today projecting it to make $11 million. 
What? Wow. Okay, yes. <laughs> that is our must play, our our value lock. Billy, I mean, it's, I mean, Billy Lynn got Chris, Kristen Stewart at ninety nine hundred, and Vin Diesel at ninety eight hundred for your headliners. Oh my goodness! Anytime, you might want to stack anytime, that. anytime I can roster Vin Diesel, I'm going to roster him, regardless of what he's doing. So that's just a <laughs> that's just a lock for me. But and you get a point for every hundred thousand, correct? No, no. Unlimited, you get a you get a point for every five hundred thousand. So even if it's at eleven, oh, you're looking at like yeah. twenty twenty two points each. And then and before you even get the headliner, the headliner probably puts it like thirty six points. So oh, oh my man. god, I thought you might just want to do eight eight people from that movie. <laughs> there you go, you can, an eight pack. Just do an eight pack. But if not, I'm doing. I can already tell my strategy is going to be one from beasts, and then as many. Whatever that movie is with Vin Diesel, which is which is every movie with Vin Diesel, I just call it that movie with Vin Diesel, right? And and some Moonlight, and I'll be good to go. Oh man, okay, wow! Get free advice here, ladies and gentlemen. Free strategy advice from the man, the myth, Jay Devlin. One last one, I want to check in on real quick. Uh, loving also I'm expecting it to bump up to about 100 screens that is that price I believe remains unchanged so get you some loving get you some loving for 6800 or 6600 for two headliners Ruth Mega and Joel Edgerton and at the bottom of it is 6000 of its range and then Doctor Strange has been has been priced down we're lopping off 6k each so it starts at the bottom at 19,000, works its way up to Benedict Cumberbatch at 20,500 as a headliner. So still affordable. There might be actually, oh man, it's, I don't think you can really fit a Doctor Strange headliner and a, a Fantastic Beast headliner. I think you can do a Fantastic Beast headliner and then like a regular Doctor Strange, you know, one of the non-headliner actors. But I've 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 tried. I don't think it's possible because right, we don't have a, we don't have a, a stone minimum <laughs> price uh, this week. The lowest price we have this week goes to it's like fifty two hundred for the foreign film L, which actually might do some things. It actually made a lot of money in every, a very limited release last. Every week. foreign film has shown up. Yeah, twenty. Game. Yeah, made twenty five grand per screen on two screens last week. I mean, that's that's L.A. though. That sounds like some either New York or L.A. stuff. So it's probably right. one spot. Everyone went to see it. I mean, if you expand it out to like a hundred screens or something, I mean, you, you might get you know six, seven, eight thousand per screen, which would you know that'd be pretty tight. So you know, anybody with the Doctor Strange this week will lose. That's my call. There's oh, no, bold call. There's literally no reason to have a Doctor Strange. Bold call in the Cinema Draft podcast. There it is. That's my, that's play my Doctor bold. Strange, you're going to lose. <laughs> that's my hot take. My hot take for the week, play Doctor Strange, and you might as well light your computer on fire. <laughs> oh, man. Are you, sweating, are you sweating your car from the inflammatory nature of your take? That is amazing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, so that about does it for this micropod edition of the Cinema Draft podcast. Thanks, everybody, for playing and for staying with us through our growing pains. I know it sucked to lose two tournaments. Believe me, I fought for them. I tried to find them, but they just didn't appear. So we thank you for your patience. Thanks for playing the game. And thank you even more for telling people about the game. Keep telling people. We need more people. We need more people. Come play the game. Come play your friends. It's free. It's free to play, and you can win cash money. Uh, And do one one more plug for your show, Jay Devlin? Uh, Mostly sports on UBN Radio Live every Tuesday night, 7 and 9 Pacific Standard Time. And then we're on iHeartRadio. You can catch the episodes on iTunes and Stitcher. You can watch the live feed. You can go to YouTube and watch archive episodes. 
uh, yeah, wherever. Just check us out. We talk a lot of sports. We do talk a lot of movies. We talk a lot about food, but we mostly talk about The Bachelor, if, if my co-host lets me. Because <laughs> I don't love anything more in this world than I love the show The Bachelor. There you go. He he, <laughs> the, the the bachelor who loves the bachelor. Amen. And also make sure you check out Cinema Draft everywhere across social media, either at Play Cinema Draft or at just Cinema Draft. And go to cinemadraft.co. That is cinemadraft.co to sign up or to tell your friends to sign up. And that is it for now. We will be back at you shortly, most likely tomorrow, with our elongated podcast, where this time we are covering election movies. <laughs> Yes, election movies. Thanks, everybody, for listening and watching, and we will see you next time.